Hello, listeners and viewers. Welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discuss everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife, Janet, and the producer. We in the studio today are at AM 1470 KBSN, and in the studio today we have Lori and Dave Chandler, an inspirational couple. We're going to learn a little bit about them and and their um, goals to health and how they achieve their health. So um, watch us every Monday here, uh, every Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. on KBSN. Uh, also, I'd like to wish all you veterans out there a wonderful day, a wonderful Veterans Day. Without you, we would not be on this radio show. This freedom of speech that we have is because of you guys and gals, and we thank you so much for your service. Uh, so, Lori and Dave, we'll start with Lori. Lori, um, introduce yourself. Well, hi there. I'm Lori Chandler. I am an empty nester, and uh, we have been married our whole adult life, it seems, and um, we keep busy. And what else do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot more to know for sure. So let's go ahead, Dave. I, you're, you're, you're just extra popular in, in most Yeah, people, so right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dave. Unfamous, I call it. <laughs> I'm a resident of Moses Lake. Grew up here, moved away a couple of times, and uh, was one of those guys who said as soon as high school's over, I'm out of here, and uh, came back. Love being in Moses Lake. Um, and uh, really excited about being with you today, Sean. This is going to be a Great. lot of fun. Well, I appreciate you guys being on the show. You guys have a wonderful journey to health and how you overcame some obstacles and, and, and kind of transversed the, the typical healthcare system. And I want to hear that story and share it with our, with our listeners. So, Lori, you kind of started off with some issues years ago. Tell us about that and how you decided to overcome that. Well, um, I was uh, not a real active kid, and I would prefer to read, and so um, being active wasn't a big part of my life until I got to high school, and I decided to uh, try to keep my body toned up and my weight down. And then um, after I had a baby, I realized that I needed more energy, and so um, exercise became a part of my life, an important part of my life, and I also felt like exercise would be a road to keeping young and keeping healthy through my whole life. Um, I've had six children, so there were times that I couldn't exercise quite like I wanted to. But um, I've always been—I've always been pretty um, consistent and always tried to drag Dave into it. But but Dave grew up on the farm, and his dad was of the opinion that if you want to get in shape, you just go out and change a couple of wheel lines. And so I didn't really want to go change a couple of wheel lines, so I stuck with running, and then I did some Tybo, and that was kind of my um, mindset. I see. Well, um, times have definitely changed from changing wheel lines and hand lines. So, you know, it doesn't take a lot of energy to change a circle, right, Dave? So... You just turn the button nope. on. <laughs> no, you don't even turn the button on. You just, uh, yeah, well, just drive by and make sure it's going. Right. Yeah, well, your smartphone. I've, yeah, I was going to say it's been a while since I've worked on a circle farm, but uh, yeah. I, I would imagine now you can control them with your cell phone. <laughs> I think so. I'm not an expert on that, but I think so. So, Lori, you had some trauma, um, you know, a few years back. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and, yes. and how what? what the typical healthcare system wanted you, what road they wanted you to go down? Dave and I were in a car accident. We were rear-ended, and um, so we got whiplash twice. And uh, it was very difficult. And starting right away, they wanted to give us um, a ton of drugs and 
Um, they wanted to do surgery on me. At the time, they did not know that Dave also needed some surgery. But I've always been of the mindset that God created our bodies to heal themselves, and we should try to figure out ways to facilitate that. And in my mind, drugs and surgery was not the way to bring the best health to my body. So um, because of that mindset and, and personal experiences, bad experiences in having too much antibiotics and other such things, I was just really anti trying to use drugs to solve the problems that we had from our car wreck. So what, what did you do to, to overcome that? I did a lot of uh, chiropractic and a lot of massage and um, some diet. And I got some healing. I got a lot of healing from the massage therapist. But I became very frustrated because every time I tried to exercise, it just seemed like it hurt too bad. And I ended up kind of with the same pain that I got from all of the, the car wreck and everything. All of my muscles just hurt and nothing seemed to work. And so I felt like I couldn't do anything about that. I was stuck with not being able to exercise. I was permanently damaged. That's how I felt. I see. So did you change your, your diet at all to, to, help, to help you overcome some of this? Or You know, I'm ashamed to say that um, I have kind of experimented quite a bit throughout my life and tried to eat healthy. I haven't been over the top with anything. I've had a couple bad habits, but really I've eaten pretty healthy all my life. But I am ashamed to say that at that point, um, I wasn't focusing too much on that at that time, which is really strange for me because I really believe in it. And I've used a lot of, you know, things that I think are healthy, like vitamins and minerals and green drinks and, and you know, foregoing junk food. But, um, you know, no, unfortunately at that time it was mostly about pain management and surviving. I see. So tell me how you did some of that pain management. Um, you know, not well. <laughs> you know, but it, it wasn't with drugs. Um, mostly just it was trying to manage energy with caffeine and sleep. And, um, you know, I did a lot of research and, and I'm very thankful. That was 20 years ago we were in the car wreck. And since then, I feel like um, there's been a lot of research and a lot of new information come out. And so um, a lot of the pain management would be a massage therapy. So that's, that's wonderful. I can tell you I've had some personal, you know, a little over a year ago, I had some personal, um, I had personal experience with massage therapies, therapist and, of course, conventional medicine I want to prescribe drugs and maybe even do surgery. And I am not kidding, one 15-minute massage fixed my issue. And I just think as a pharmacist, how many people are on drugs or do surgery and they didn't go down that road. And my my um, stepmom is a massage therapist and she's gonna be on our nice. show. She's gonna be on our show um, next month. So I'm a big believer in that. Also chiropractic, stay tuned because we're gonna have a chiropractor on our show next month also. Um, I think some of those that we call alternative, I don't necessarily like the word alternative because I don't necessarily, I think they should be, you know, not an alternative. Mainstream. They should be first line mainstream stuff. But it's not really the way conventional our conventional healthcare system works, and we can get into a little bit of that later. So, Dave, did this car wreck change your health at all? Well, Sean, it was a really bad car wreck. We were one of uh, four or five cars that were totaled in it, and we were the small car. And so 
yeah, they pulled us out of that car, and we were we were messed up. Um, so through that, they decided. It's really funny. The the day after, or maybe that night, they literally sent us home with. And I don't want to knock on doctors; or they do a good job. I'm not here that they sent us home with a paper bag of medicine to try. Grocery size. Grocery size paper bag. It was you, it was so full you could not roll the top. And I'm sure there's going to be somebody go, "Who was that doctor?" No, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> and he said, t- you know, and wrote on the side of the bag what to do. We looked at that, and um, I just thought, I'm not going down that road. We were in a lot of pain, but I just thought this is a. So I did have to have a surgery. Uh, I don't do surgeries well. Um, when it was a that was a bad experience, and but because of that, it affected both of us in such a way that you know um, we didn't realize at the time in a negative way, and that's when I really began to put on weight. I had never had a weight problem up until then, but I after coming out of surgery and whatnot, we were both in constant pain. We were always in constant pain. Uh, the surgery they did to me when they got done, they said, well, it was a 50-50 chance it would work. Sorry to say it didn't work for you. And I'm, I'm like, you didn't tell me it was a 50-50 chance going in. But anyway, that's okay. I was in constant pain up until about three years ago. And so because I didn't want to go down the drug route, you just learn to work around so I, I wouldn't use that side of my body a lot of the time. It interrupted our sleep. And that's a bad thing. It interrupted, you know, you just become sedentary. And so then I began to realize, man, I'm packing the weight on. Not good. But So what did you do to change three years ago? Well, about, actually about nine or ten years ago, I lost a lot of weight. and um, But I, I was never one to be in a gym or work out. Uh, I just didn't, as my, my wife said, yeah, I was a farm boy, you know, you needed exercise, you went out and changed hand lines or siphon tubes, and, <laughs> right. and that was that was exercise, come on, man, you know, and, uh, but about three years ago, I uh, was driving home from uh, um, Montana, was kind of having one of those moments, you know, I'm in my 60s now, having one of those moments, and I washed up, she was asleep, and, and frankly, I was praying, and I just said, you know, man, you know, God, is, is, is my good times over? And, and But I, I really felt like the Lord said to me, no, I've got a lot more for you to do, but you've got to take care of your body, and I wasn't. And the word he gave me was, you've got to take care of the temple, and I, and I wasn't. Shortly after that, I uh, decided to get in the gym. you got to understand, I was never a gym rat. Had never picked up weights. Uh, got in the gym. I think my wife thought, oh, this is a fad. It'll last about two weeks. Um had a had an individual became a workout partner and I you know I began going down that road and um uh we're in the gym six days a week and when we're not in the gym we really miss it. Um so it wasn't just that uh I mean I changed my diet uh a lot. Um got in the gym um, after a couple months of being in the gym, Lori realized, hey, I think he's serious about this. She started getting in the gym with me, so now she's my workout partner. Um, you were skipping part. I'm skipping part? <laughs> Probably. Oh, fill us in, Lori. So he's skipping my part. My part is because I had tried to keep exercising and it, and it hurt, I thought, you know, I, I can't do anything. And... Um, you know, you can probably get help for anything if you have the time and the money. But 
Um, I didn't pursue that because I didn't feel like I had the time or the money. But I thought, I'll, I'll see if I can't maybe work out with Dave and watch Dave and, and see if I can't copy some of the stuff because lifting weights, you know, there's small ones, one pound, two pounds, three pounds. And I thought, you know, I might not be able to do uh, three sets of 12 each with 20 pounds, but I might be able to do three sets of two each with two pounds. And I, I felt that I had to get using those muscles because I felt if I didn't, they would atrophy and it would never get better. I mean, to me, it just made right. sense. You better use your muscles because it's only going to keep getting worse. You're getting older every day and it's, it's never going to get better if you don't move them. And so I felt at least some movement would be better than no movement, even if maybe it was a little uncomfortable. So I did go down and I started with Dave and he was generous to be able to help me even though he had another workout partner. And I started small, very, very small. And I decided, you know, I don't care if everybody around me is, you know, lifting 100 pounds and they're all buff and they're all this. I didn't care. I thought, you know what, this is for me and my body and I have to take care of my body. I have to read my body. So. So what if it's only one pound or two pounds? It's something. Well, I think that's that's great. That's a good uh, um, a good segment into you don't need to lift heavy. No. Um, body weight exercise is fine a lot of times, yeah. and light weight. Um, yeah. But what's important is that you do do something. And I think yeah. if there's one type of exercise that you can pick, if you're only going to do one type of exercise, I think resistance training yeah. is probably the most important, especially as we age, because. Yeah. You know, especially if you do the right resistance training and take short breaks, you can you can get a lot of cardio in um, with it. So, I you guys look amazing, and by the way, Lori, you are buff. So, <laughs> you know, and so are you, Dave. So, Thank so you. we are wrapping up our first segment here at Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We will be back in a couple minutes. Hello, welcome back to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We have Lori and Dave Chandler in the studio with us today. So let's continue on with your guys' journey to health. So you guys were talking about starting out resistance training like three years ago. So let's go ahead and, and tell us more about that. Well, yeah, Sean, you started to say resistance training. The older you get, you know, you're, you're, you got to worry about your bones, your ligaments. And uh, one of the things that I tell people is, listen, if you've not been in the gym, first of all, take it very slow and find someone who can train you. That's really, really important. Because I see a lot of people in the gym will hurt them. They'll go out in a week, they're going crazy, they get very, very sore, and then you never see them again. So that's what we really did. Um, but I'm the type of guy that I have to have goals in front of me. And after about six months and really beginning to see some results, had to change your diet, um, I made the radical idea of, hiring a trainer, getting on a team, and getting into competitive bodybuilding at 60, <laughs> at 60 years old. That's like, what? And uh, that's where I met up with uh, Todd Scott, uh, my trainer, and um, got on his team. And uh, that really, he took me to the next level. And uh, I, I love to say he and I have a love-hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> There are days when I walk out of our sessions, I call Lori and say, I really, really do not like this guy. But anyway, uh, I do. He's a very good friend. But it's, it's that idea of I wanted targets in front of me. I wanted to be able to push myself. Um, and now it's just, you know, so that's a part of our life, uh, competing, 
um, watching our diet. But it's, it was that, I, I want to back up, you know, I was in pain after that surgery until I started weightlifting. And after about three months of weightlifting, I realized one day the, mo the range of motion was back in my body and the pain was gone. I mean, I have not had that pain since then. And uh, literally doctors had said, well, you know, that part of your life's probably over. It's taking care of your body, it's training, it's moving, find something that you're going to do and move and stick with it. Set goals that are achievable, get somebody to help you, whatever it is, if it's, you know, resistance training or bike riding or something. Well, you know, so if you don't mind me cutting you off a little bit, no. I, I, I appreciate you telling us that and basically what I'm hearing from you is, and this is what I like to tell patients and tell anybody is, a body in motion tends to stay in motion, Yeah. a body at rest tends to die. Yeah. And basically that's what the doctors were telling you, and it is so fortunate that you didn't listen to them. And, you know, you kind of gave away your age already, so what's your exact age? I'm 62. I'll be 63 in April. You're looking amazing, <laughs> and you are an inspiration to us. And what's incredible about that is that we used to think 50 was old. We used to think oh, yeah. 60 was old. Well, now you know what? 70, 80 isn't old. No. I've got patients that are active in their 70s, 80s. It, it, it is incredible, but they're like yourself. Yeah, they they exercise regularly. They eat well. They take care of themselves, um, and you know they don't listen to standard medical, conventional medicine because yeah. if you would have, or if you would have, Lori, um, you might not be speaking with us today. You'd probably be speaking with us today. What you'd be with us today probably, but you probably wouldn't be speaking with us because you you guys wouldn't be in great health and be an inspiration to everybody else. And I'm just glad that you let us use you to encourage others. Yeah. You know, so um, speaking of a coach, go ahead, Lori. Okay. Well, that um, Dave has a coach, and I get to join in sometimes with them. But for me, one of the things that has helped me is I, I mentioned earlier about consistency. And um, I have some other issues in my life that make me tired, and sometimes I just really don't feel like working out, but the fact that I have a workout partner keeps me, helps keep me committed to that, and and um, I get that encouragement, and so I, I would encourage you, if you are thinking about going into resistance training, get yourself a friend or, or a spouse or somebody who can be an encouragement, but can also, you know, you're going to let them down if you don't go, so they can help keep you accountable that way, and so I appreciate that about Dave letting me be his workout partner because <laughs> even though he's doing the heavier stuff and the more more intense bodybuilding stuff, we're still workout partners and we still keep each other going. It's that's great. And you know, about a, a little over a year ago, Janet and I started doing that with mm -hmm. our with our biking, and we started working out together. And there's probably some love hate relationship yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Although I gotta, I gotta admit it, my wife does not complain. She is a coach's dream for sure. Never complains. She just does her workout. So, but it holds both of us accountable. I mean, yeah. for sure. And speaking of accountability, you talked about a personal trainer or a coach, and um, that that is one thing that can really help hold us accountable um, because it's it's hard to disappoint other people. At least, you know, usually we don't like to. So I, I know I have a mountain bike coach and he, he checks my workouts and sends me workouts every Monday. And I know if I don't get them done, he's going to see him and I'm going to, you know, he's great about it. I yeah. mean, you know, and very inspirational about it and encouraging and understands that, you know, daily life, you know, gets in the way for sure. sure. But 
yeah, having an accountability partner. Just on that same subject, I think that goes along all with life. So you're eating too. Yeah. I'm sure you guys encourage each other with your diet too, and you try not to. You stay away from junk, and you stay away from, from you know, other things that you probably shouldn't be eating too much of, just because you hold each other accountable. Oh yeah, we make fun of each other at the grocery store if we see each other reaching for junk. <laughs> yeah, and, and I got I got to be honest, I've got a weakness for junk food. That's one of my weaknesses. And potato that, chips. Oh, I can eat a whole bag. Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, and that's why we just don't. We largely just don't buy them because Lays, you can't know. just eat one. Yeah, right. I would eat them all. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it really. And this is really other in other areas of our life whether we're trying to get healthy from exercise or diet or you know trying to lose weight or we're trying to be a better pharmacist or a a a better you know a better runner a better biker you know hang around people that are good at those things you know and i call it the proximity principle and and that is not original to me there's actually a book out there about it, uh, proximity principle from Ken Coleman, I believe, through mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey, yeah. Dave Ramsey Solutions. Yeah. Wonderful book. It's more about business, but it goes to our private lives too. If you want to, you know, stop drinking or drink a lot less, then don't hang around people that drink a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's just really, really, honestly, the gosh truth. So, um, proximity principle. We'll put that in the show notes too, so you guys can look that book up. So. So bodybuilding, you competed, yeah. and how long was it, Dave, until you did an actual show after you started lifting weights? <laughs> so I had lifted for about uh, seven or eight months, met with uh, Todd, and uh, I got his permission to tell this story. The first time I met with him, I, I could see in his eyes he wanted nothing to do with me. My age uh, was not a gym rat, uh, but he was talked into giving me a shot, and so I started working out with him. I'd been working out probably nine months. Uh, I started working out with him in December a couple years ago, and he said, we're going to do your first show in April. And so he introduced me to the life of diet. Uh, In bodybuilding, 80% of bodybuilding is diet. It's not the weights. You can lift a ton of weights. It's diet. I just let me go on that. I think that's in you know I'm a competitive mountain bike racer and it's diet. So much of it is diet. You cannot exercise your way nope. out of a crappy diet. No, nope. no. Nope. Nope. Go ahead, Dave. So uh, he he sets my diet, um, and so you have not only somebody who has set my workout regimen and knows when I'm cheating, but I can walk in uh, in our times together and he can look at me. And uh, I've, I've learned, you just, well, I'm not going to lie to him anyway, but I've learned I'm just going to lie because he can pick it up. And, uh, you know, just last week, because I've been kind of off, I'll start, comp- I, I took the summer off, uh, needed to get some other things health-wise, had, had a couple of health challenges, had to work through, it's hard to diet on those. Um, I'll compete again in April two or three times this coming spring. I walked in last week, he looked at me and he said, you're fat. It's time to. <laughs> it's time to get on point. And, hey, uh, we need people like that. Yeah. I, I wish. I, yeah, know, where's the sugar, baby? <laughs> right. So my kids and I. My, I have two boys, and they are just amazing. I, I mean, they are incredible athletes in themselves. I mean, they work out six days a week, and they are just ripped and not short like me, tall and, and buff. <laughs> and we we kind of have an unwritten rule. I told them, I said, look, we're going to hold each other accountable. All right, so. As They're brutal we, to you. <laughs> yeah. I said, if I get fat or you guys get fat, um, we're going to tell each other. Yeah. Say, hey, Dad, you're fat. Just tell me. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's good to have, and of course I've got my wife. She's been more diet uh, oriented over the la in our married life than I have. I mean, I was a meat and potatoes guy, you know, just I had to have potatoes with everything. Um, not really a sweet lover, but if it's there, I'll go for it. But my diet was not the best. It, it really wasn't. Um, it's all about diet, and, and I did not realize that when I got into competitive bodybuilding. Uh, it's diet, and it it is a mind. Thing. People have to understand it's all in your mind. If you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. Yeah. And uh, 62, I don't feel 62. I mean, in the morning, my ankles tell me I'm 62. But Lori and I just decided we were not, age is inevitable, I know that. But we were going to not be those people that were not mobile going. I mean, I'm okay with living into my 90s, but I don't want to be you know, in bad shape. And, I, and this is not a diss to those that find mobility a problem right now. We just decided we were going to be proactive. And uh, so I owe a lot to Lori because she's a lot better on the diet. I used to laugh at her and go, yeah, whatever. Um, but when you're paying a coach and he's in your life and you have your wife as a workout partner, um, you're held accountable, and that is really true. Uh, my dad used to say, our, all our dads, you know, had those sayings, you are who you become, who you hang out with. You become who you hang out with. I hated that when I was in high school because, you know, the guys I hung out with, you know, you know. <laughs> no mention of any names, Dale Roth. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, but, but, but it's really true. It's, it's true in life now, and you mentioned it earlier. And so having my wife as a workout partner, and, uh, you know, we have other people we work out with, but she was in the diet long before. But getting somebody who understands, so we have a dietitian um, who can look and say, you know, this week you're going to eat this way, uh, a couple weeks you're going to eat that way. So it's, yeah, it's just uh, it's setting a plan and sticking to it. You don't have to be a competitive bodybuilder or a competitive, competitive bicyclist or mountain biker, but do something, move. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, if there's one tip, you know, there's so many diet, different oh, diets yeah. out there. And I will say this, you need to find out what works for you. Exactly. Different body types. Right. Different body types, yeah. different exercise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, exactly. you know, my, my twin brother, Shane, um, and we have motivated each other and competed with each other for, you know, 48 years since we were born. And... You know, we, we debate a lot about diet, yeah. and of course, he's a bodybuilder. He's not an endurance mountain yeah. bike racist. Yeah, it's a totally different diet. It totally, yeah. and so we still get in fights about carbs, and you know, well, yeah. I don't need carbs. I said, of course, you don't need carbs because your idea of a cardio workout is thirty minutes on a treadmill. Oh yeah, twenty where minutes. Where well, your maximum heart rate is one hundred and nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my idea of a workout is five and a half hours on a mountain bike, where no, my average heart rate is one hundred and fifty-five. No, no. I do cardio. You know, I hate cardio. The coach will say, okay, I need you doing. You know, 30 minutes of fasting cardio in the morning. Nothing worse than fasting cardio. Your body literally starts eating itself. For sure. Because there's That's the point. There. That's the point. Yeah, burn the fat. And you're just sitting there. And, you know, I'll try and watch a TV, a news or some some stupid thing. It's it's totally different. And, and people come to us and they'll say, well, what's your diet? Tell me what your diet right. is. And we'll look. There's a dozen people on our team. All of us have a different diet. Right. Uh, my diet's totally different. Her diet's different. But we cut out the junk. We eat very little processed food, um, you know. We we and we pay attention. Now I'm ba getting back in contest prep, so. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I would imagine you're 
your cardio will step up a little bit before contest. And don't you increase you increase carbs right before? Well, right it's, there's a, you yeah. get on stage, correct? Yeah, there's a real science to bodybuilding. You know, we we have a high protein, complex carbs. We don't need any simple carbs. It's a fairly simple diet, and we eat a lot. People will look at me and go, "Boy, you're just not eating that much." It's hard to get the meals in. Well, and I'm eating six, seven times a day. Right, and and here's but here's what the difference is, and is you're eating real food. I'm eating. You're eating food. whole foods, yeah. and I will tell I will tell patients, yeah. and I will tell anybody this about diet. If you want to start simple, yeah, just think this, a whole foods diet. And what that means, if you want to know if it's whole food or not, if it does not rot, yeah. don't eat don't it. Don't eat it. I mean, think, right. think about that. If it doesn't rot, don't eat it. Exactly. So that's basically staying away from processed foods. And they are so calorically dense. Oh, yeah. And they're just easy to eat and overeat because you can just, there uh, is an unlimited supply of them in your freezer or in your pantry. So you got to be careful with that. Yeah. So think about this, though. If fungus and bacteria will not grow or eat the food, why are you eating it? Then why should we eat it? And, and, and think about what kind of nutrients our body is going to assimilate with yeah. that. If, if you know, because part of our digestion process has to do with bacteria, or a major portion of it is a bacteria. So yeah. if bacteria can't even can't even um, process that food, then what's it going to do in our body? How, yeah. how nutrient then? How how much nutrients yeah. are we really going to get from it? Yeah. Well, and that's and that's really true. You know. It, Simple carbs versus complex carbs, but empty calories is what we're eating. We're and so again, people say you're you're starving yourself. It is difficult to get in all the meals. Talk to anybody competitive bodybuilding, probably in competitive mountain biking. When when my coach steps up and says, "Okay, this is the amount you're going to eat," it's it's insane how much I eat. And then once in a while, he'll trick us and throw a cheat meal at us or cheat day, and I hate him. And and because you know, go out and eat hamburgers, go out and eat pizzas. You do that, and, and there's a real science. It just, your, your metabolism goes wacky. Yeah. And so, and your body literally will look at those pizzas and stuff, and you can feel your body going, what are you doing to me? Um, but there is, and so there's real science, and sure, when we get close to competition a couple weeks out, we pull the carbs away, and then a few days before, we reintroduce the carbs, to get the muscles pumped up. Oh, right, water. Because carbohydrates pull in water. Carbohydrates pull in water, so yeah. Make it look bigger. Yeah, yeah, correct. You know, it, it. I will tell you this. You know, I, I follow a lot of different mountain biking, racing podcasts, and cycling yeah. podcasts. And, of course, you know, bodybuilding and endurance training is probably about the two most opposite oh, yeah. things yeah, that not, you can do. Yeah. Yeah. But I will tell you this. In almost all those podcasts, those the, um, the speaker will talk about... If you want to know how to get big and lean, talk to a bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's totally true. Yeah. So we are getting ready to go into our next break already. So you're with Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Hello, listeners and viewers. Welcome back to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We have Lori and Dave Chandler in the studio today. And remember, open phone lines, any questions, 509-765-1470. Call in. All right, Lori, we got a question for you. So okay. you were, we were talking before the show and you were right. talking about some diet changes you had because you were made because of Hashimoto's. Tell us a little bit about Hashimoto's and the dietary changes you've made. Well, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease. It's your thyroid turning on itself, and uh, Hashimoto's makes you very tired. And it can happen in your life. You know, there's different reasons. Um, inflammation, of course, is, is what all autoimmune diseases have in common. 
but it can be introduced to your life sometimes through trauma and I believe that's when I got it was at the car wreck it was very traumatic and um, I, I believe that's when I got it but it doesn't really matter when I got it the fact is that I have it and so it makes life very difficult and I actually wasn't diagnosed with it until just a couple of years ago and which was nice to know once you find out if you have it then you can address it and so I, you know, I was taking some supplements and doing various things and trying to keep my hormones balanced, and that's always a great thing, especially as you get older. But um, I finally got to the point where I decided I needed to do something different, and that was with diet. And I put it off because, you know, <laughs> none of us like to make those tweaks to our diet if we are comfortable. But I decided to go on the AIP diet, which is the autoimmune protocol. And there is a website that you can get on and research. It's called Autoimmune Wellness. And they talk about different studies for different diseases and how this diet helps them. And it's quite restrictive, but I um, already am feeling better. I haven't been on it very long. And I'm really feeling disciplined. And I, I love the research that has come out that says that a lot of these people who are doing this, they are much more energetic, they reduce the inflammation in their bodies, and they're just healthier. That's a great story. So yeah, we have at our pharmacy, the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy, we have quite a few patients with Hashimoto's disease, and like Lori said, it's an autoimmune thyroid disease. So basically your immune system attacks your thyroid, and your thyroid helps uh, maintain your metabolism, energy, mood, things like that. So. If that's not working, obviously you're gonna you're not gonna feel great. So, and like many autoimmune diseases, and I'm just gonna tell you, there's a lot of diseases that are autoimmune related, even if conventional medicine doesn't say so. Um, like many autoimmune diseases, it can be diet related. So, a couple of them, they can name off the top of my head. Asthma is an autoimmune disease. Um, arthritis is an autoimmune disease. Um, you know. Um, yeah, and dairy just kills those two. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's inflammatory. So before before we go down the road of, you know, thinking that we need a, a pill or a thousand dollar drug to, mm -hmm. to fix our problems, um, let's think about diet and exercise first. I mean, Lori and Dave in the studio here are great examples of how if they would have went the conventional medicine route, they would be on drugs and had multiple surgeries and probably one of them at least would probably be walking with a cane. Mm -hmm. And I see that in my office quite often. Not so much anymore because we have really tried to encourage patients and we have more of a um, health and wellness model. So we have a lot of healthier patients and we encourage that. And you speak of hormone balancing. Hormone balancing is a, is a part Big of that. Um, next week we're going to have Dr. Glenn Hoey. He's a naturopath. And he specializes in hormone balancing, so we'll go into a lot of that detail next week. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how long have you been on this diet and how, have, how are you feeling so far? Well, I, to be honest, it's only been a week, but I, I've been researching it for a while, and um, I already have noticed inflammation going down in my body. My knees feel better. Um, my body feels lighter. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel as toxic. It's just hard to explain, but I just feel more relaxed, and I do feel a return of energy. And actually, I've been eating a lot, but I've lost a couple of pounds, which is great. And um, I think it's going to be a great thing. You know, I'm, I'm willing to try anything that's good for you. I'm not willing to try drugs and that kind of thing. And so my opinion is, why would you 
stick with the SAD diet, which is the standard American diet? Why would you stick with that and be in pain and keep getting worse and more arthritic or, or you know, more debilitated and spend more and more of your hard-earned money on drugs? Why would you do that versus being a little disciplined versus not living quite so much mainstream? Well, let me tell you why, and that's why we had you guys on the show today is that there unfortunately is some people don't realize they have the power to yeah. change that and i blame our medical system on it our, our healthcare system you know it it, it likes sick people it doesn't it and, that's and true it likes sick people <laughs> it likes surgery it likes drugs and, and and believe me this is coming obviously this is coming from a pharmacist i i mean i i understand the system and that's one of the reasons that I have this talk show to get people to get information out there yeah. to make people realize that they have a choice in this. Isn't that the standard American experience? Go to the doctor, be prescribed, be pushed more medical care. I mean, I just I can tell you instances throughout my whole life. You need more of this. You need more of that. You need this. You need that. And I've just always been no. I don't want it. Yeah, that's what made us change our model in our pharmacy. And, and my wonderful wife Janet and I, you know, we've been doing it for over 20 years now. And we changed our model you know, about 17 years ago when we, when we realized that we were enabling patients to stay sick. So a patient that was on 20 different medications and they had all these diseases, diabetes, yeah. high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you know, like you were saying, their knees hurt, their, you know, they had all these, these arthritic problems and really in reality, they just need to lose weight. They need to change their diet and they need to lose weight. And we felt like we were enablers. We were like accessories to the crime. So that's serious, and that's when we made some changes, and we're like, you know what, we are going to try to promote more health and wellness and, and teach patients that they are empowered, and a doctor... Um, I love is, that about you guys. Thank you. And yeah. a doctor is just a teacher, it should be just a teacher, not a prescriber of drugs, but a teacher, and said, yeah. you know, and I have a weight loss journey myself. In 2009, I, I, I lost 60 pounds, and um, I wish to tell you the truth, you know, we were, I was kind of making some tongue-in-cheek comments the other day about my kids calling you know let's call mm -hmm. each other out when we're fat I wish a doctor would have told me hey Sean you're fat you need to lose weight oh but that wasn't the case they want to put me on blood pressure medication they want to put me on high cholesterol medication exactly. and I guarantee yeah. you you know what is it 10 years later now I guarantee you I'd still be on those drugs and I would feel like crap yeah. and not be any healthier yeah. and that's what some people don't think is is they think you know you talk about standard American diet and, and we talk about all these great drugs we have, high blood pressure drugs, um, high cholesterol drugs, to, to, to treat heart attack and, and stroke, or to prevent heart attack and stroke. Uh, guess what? It's not working. Yeah. The number one killer of Americans is cardiovascular disease. That is combined with, that is more than combined with cancers, car wrecks, anything else. It is cardiovascular disease. And, and being a healthy body weight is, is probably one of the best ways to prevent that. And, and the standard American diet, not working. No. So let's yeah. change it. So yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you guys are on, on this yeah. show to inspire people about that. So Dave, you had something to add? You know, and again, it's it's not a knock on doctors, but it is a system, and we both have been in it. It's a system they get stuck in, and frankly, they're trying to cover their backside, and so they're they're willing to prescribe because you know we're, we're in a liturgist society, and we're in a society that people don't want to hear the truth. And so, you know, so my hat's off to them, and I feel a bit sorry for them, you know. But having said that, I, you know, I also applaud you and other medical professionals that are willing to stand up and say, okay, there's a different way. But, you know, I would, we were 
at a talking to a, a medical professional, and he looked at me and goes, now are you on statins? And I said, no. He goes, how old are you? And at the time I was 60, he goes, 60, he goes, you need to be on statins. Why? Well, you just need to be on them. But I'm, I'm looking at myself going, no, 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 I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And so it, it takes personal responsibility. There's the key, personal responsibility. And, and for those of you that know statins, uh, you know, atorvastatin or generic Lipitor, that's a real popular one. Um, my wife likes to call them vitamin statin because <laughs> in the um, conventional medical system, everybody would be on a statin. And statins are to help lower cholesterol, and that is one of the markers of cardiovascular disease. Uh, albeit, it, it's a topic I could talk about for hours, but I think yeah. a small marker. I think cholesterol is probably more of a marker for inflammation yeah. and maybe lack of hormones, but that's for an, a whole other discussion. But here's what I got to say about the statins, and 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 you know, I, I got to. I'm going to say it too, Dave. This is nothing personal against doctors, nothing personal against nurses, nothing personal yeah. against pharmacists. I get it. It's a system issue. So this is not personal yes. at all. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons as a pharmacist, a Janet system. and I are standing out and saying, look, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Here's what I find interesting about the statins is that, you know, almost everybody's on them now. Yeah. And I, I, I use that I use that very loosely. But yeah, cardiovascular disease risk is going up. More people are dying of heart attacks. Okay, so it's not working. No. It's not working. No. And so it's there's more to it than just taking a pill. So, speaking yeah. of the system, Dave, I know that you have a history <laughs> in politics, and I know you love to talk about politics. So, speak of the system and speak of government intervention in healthcare and what your thoughts are. What about a that. wreck! What a wreck! I, I, here's my my personal opinion, and, and I'm going to get on my horse until I'm told to shut up. <laughs> take responsibility for your own life. Anytime the government's going to give you something, they're going to take it away. And I, I'm one of those guys, I want to make the choices for my own life. I don't want a doctor making them for me, I want to, I want to make the choices. And so I, I'm, I'm alarmed at we're going to have a government who, who can't, they can't, listen, they can't even get a diet right, okay? They're, the food pyramid should have been thrown out. I've got a pet peeve. Can I get on my pet peeve? Go, 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 go. This is yours. You know, this 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 uh, manufactured meat, laboratory meat, is anybody looking what's in that stuff? It is going to kill you. And they're, they're marketing that as a healthy alternative. The sodium content is out of this world. And the chemicals, the chemicals, uh, the chemicals are the same in lighter fluid, people. Wake up. Um, it's just, so it's just crazy what our government is allowing to go on. So would I want them in charge of health care? Oh, absolutely, Lord, no. So well, there I'm on my soapbox. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I, I really trust your opinions. I know you have a long history of politics. And um, one thing I want to discuss is that, you know, unfortunately, Dave, you said you don't want them in health care, but they are in health care. Yes, and they are. 70% of all health care dollars are government dollars, whether it be state or federal. That is an alarming number. So when we hear about Medicare for all, if we think the system is messed up now and the government mm -hmm. controls too much of it, what's going to happen when Medicare when, when the government controls all of it? Oh. So that's what scares me. Now, there is we do have options. Dave talked about it. Okay. Um, consumers are, are the drivers, all right? Consumers in the driver's seat. Consumers, you, the patient, has options, okay? And I am writing a book about this. It's called Sickened. How the government ruined healthcare and how to fix it. Sounds great. It, yeah. it, it is a great book. It, it it should be out here in December. I'm looking for a Christmas release, 
and it'll be out in Kindle on Amazon. And then we're going to go to a softback or hardback cover. So, but I think what people need to understand is that government is not the answer. Yeah. And and with traditional health insurance, I'm just going to say this, and it talks about this in my book, traditional health insurance, health insurance whether it's employer-based or whether it's privately-based, you buy it yourself, is government insurance. Yeah. Now, let me tell you why that is. It is so highly regulated mm -hmm. that they are told what to pay and how much to pay for it. So there really is no such thing as private health care insurance anymore, okay? But there are options, all right? And that's one of the reasons you will need to read my book. You can go to my Facebook page or the Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare Facebook page, and you can get the free chapter to kind of get an idea of what the book is about. <laughs> all right, so how do you want to finish this up? What do you guys want, what do you guys want us to know about you and, and, and inspire people? Well, I would just like to say that if you are sick and you are tired and you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, like Sean said, there are other options. And um, I think you guys would be a great place for people yeah. to start and talk to. And, you know, like I said, we love you guys. And there's a lot of people around town that aren't necessarily the mainstream pushing all of the drugs and all of the other things. And, um, you know, talk to us if you want. We're available. We'd love to yeah. talk to you. Um, Sean and Janet would love to talk to you. There are a lot of people who aren't mainstream who are trying to feel better, look better, act better, be healthier, and I, I think you ought to explore some other options. Dave, take responsibility for your own life. There it is. Whatever it is you do, whether you're, you know, but take responsibility. Don't give don't give power to anybody else. And that's I think that's where we're going in our life. We decided we could make the choices. And, uh, and you can do it. Whoever you are, you can do it. Whatever condition you're in, you can do it. You can do it. Thanks for inspiring us, encouraging us. Uh, I really appreciate you guys being here. Um, so, I want to talk about your bodybuilding show. You had a bodybuilding show coming up in April. That's five months, Dave. Yeah, April. Yeah, I'll get serious with the diet uh, here. I'm supposed to be getting serious, but start January. You, you need really to start change. getting serious about the diet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you heard my coach. Yeah, uh, he, he's got me holding off on real serious, but... About 16 weeks out, we really get crazy with it. But yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. So, what, what is that? What is that? Um, what does that start like? When when will you start cutting for your diet? I'll start cutting. Uh, I'll start really serious in January. For okay. April show because my age, I need about 16 weeks. That is one thing. As we age, as you know, one of the most important things is recovery. We, yes. You know, recovery is is more important because we don't recover as fast. So. Yeah. So this is another show of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. I appreciate Dave and Lori Chandler coming thank out you. today. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. It was our pleasure for sure. That was fun. So next week, do not miss out. We have Dr. Glenn Hoey. He is a naturopathic physician from East Wenatchee, and he is specializes in in helping patients with diet and exercise. And he's a model in himself. He he walks the walk, talks the talk. That's I think that's important when it comes to healthcare. And he will be with us, and he also um, specializes in hormone balancing. So you do not want to miss next week's episode. And um, please, you know, if you have any questions, send it in on our Facebook. Sean Needham is my personal Facebook page where we stream it. And you can also watch it on YouTube, Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube. And as always, there are open phone lines. This is a live show, so do not be afraid to call in. 509-765-1470. We would love to answer your questions. And at that, I think we're going to wrap this show up. Um, I am going to talk about next week. Let me tell you a little story about um, Dr. Hoey. We have, 
it'll be episode seven, and we appreciate we appreciate you guys listening. And Dr. Hoey is I've been working with him through the pharmacy through our pharmacy for oh over ten years now, and he is a model of health himself. He's a naturopathic physician, which if you guys don't know what a naturopathic physician is, he will give you more details on that. But one of the things a naturopathic physician um, works on is you know, naturopathic. So natural meaning he works more on holistic and diet stuff and how disease is related to a lot of diet. Um, another term for this can also be, you, maybe some of you have heard the term functional medicine. Um, we are going to eventually have a functional medicine provider on our show and talk about functional medicine. And basically what these providers work work on is fixing the problem, not just treating a symptom. So work at fixing the problem, not treating a symptom. Send in your questions. We appreciate you listening to another show. And as we wrap this up, Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. With Sean and Janet Needham. With Sean and Janet Needham. With Sean and Janet Needham.